0: Welcome to the Green Zone podcast, the show that teaches oil and gas executives how to take command of their finances and live in the green. Your host, Jeff Green, from Green Financial Group, will be your financial guide, all while giving you a tour of the most beloved and best-kept secret spots around
1: Houston, Texas. Now, on to the show. The Berkman Method is widely used in business, especially in career and life coaching, leadership development, and organizational design. Jeff and Lauren's guest is very familiar with the system. Sharon Berkman is CEO of Berkman International and the daughter of Dr. Roger W. Berkman, who founded the company and developed the assessment. So, Jeff, tell us more about Sharon.
2: First of all, Sharon, thanks for coming on today. Sharon, if you know you don't know Berkman, we're you're, you're going to get a real education here today because this, this yeah, this Berk- is a really
1: exciting yeah. one.
2: Sharon Berkman is CEO of Berkman International. Right around the corner from my house. I know. But, it, we you know, see it every day. We see it every day. So. Um, we're a fan. I'm not going to bore you with, because she's got too many accolades. We could like spend the whole time talking about how great Sharon is. Let me just, let me just suffice it to say, she's a, she's a, 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 a public, we call it like one of those like public, uh, like great public people, like a, a, a pillar of the community. Oh, love She's it. a pillar of the community. She does all kinds of volunteer work and is CEO of a really, really cool Institute. Sharon, thank you so much for being on today.
3: Oh, it's a delight to be here. Thank you, Jeff. And thank you, Lauren. So let's just jump right
2: into it. What tell us a little bit about Berkman International, what that is, how you got started, and a little bit about what y'all do.
3: The very beginning was when my father was returning from the Second World War as a B-17 bomber pilot. And while there is a young 23, 24-year-old Air Force enlisted man. He observed after these missions would return that each of the crewmen that that he was piloting the plane for described the mission, the compulsory debrief in a in a unique way that was individual. Each man was telling the truth and was very accurate. At the same but They all time, had
2: different stories, didn't they?
3: They did. They did. Yeah. And so this triggered the idea of perception and why when he returned to the states on the GI Bill, he decided instead of being a minister like seven generations before him, that his his real way to help people was through social psychology. Now, what's interesting to us where it's it, been around so long is that at that time, it was a radical new idea to take psychology into the workplace, and uh, so he ended up going into the University of Houston and finished his master's and then his doctorate at UT in social psychology. But the insight he had was that it's not just about self-awareness. What's really important is how we see others in the world around us. But when you combine those two perceptions, you start having uh, a real sense of how to understand the what motivates and drives and really a deeper understanding of that individual.
2: Yeah. So that's so interesting. You say that, first of all, uh, kudos to your dad. I mean, yeah, I mean
1: what an
2: amazing accomplishment. Um, yeah. Uh, pilot of a B-17. That's, that's phenomenal. I've spent three years in the military myself. I was mm. I spent three years jumping out of planes and chasing bad guys. So I'm very wow. familiar with how everybody sees something different. Um, that's interesting that you say that because that's, uh, in, in all of the debriefs, everyone has a different, everyone is right there at doing the same thing, but everybody sees it differently. My son, uh, you know, he, he took one of your tests, the Berkman. So I'm, I'm going to back up a little bit before I get there. Okay. So, sure. so tell us when, when you get to the Berkman, the methodology, the test that you take, and the, the I guess it's a, a personality or kind of, you know, maybe what you might be good at, Where does that, what, what, tell us a little bit. What
3: is, what is the data measure? What what are we actually looking at? What we do is in about a 30 minute or so assessment online, we ask you questions about most people. How do you see most people? And, you know, just going with your first response is always the best. Uh, How do you see yourself? And then what are the kinds of jobs that if pay and skill were not a factor, what do you think you might just enjoy most? We then we stir all that into the mix and out comes an algorithm that's really a fascinating report on what truly energizes and motivates people the best. So what what really distinguishes Berkman, and I think why we're still around in September, 71 years, if you can believe oh. since my father incorporated this company. What makes us different is that we are looking at that kind of three-dimensional view of both career and interpersonal needs combined in in a unique way. And once people understand that, it, it is so much easier to relate to them. Dad always called this not a personality test, but a relational tool. And so it's really, it's about the human relationship. And if anything we learned in COVID, it's how incredibly important our relationships and social connection truly is in all of our lives.
2: Sharon, how long have you been the CEO over there?
3: Oh, well, I sort of fell into this. Uh, my first career was in music. And uh, when my parents were getting up in years, I'd always been involved on the side. Because in a small family business, you just are. You know, yeah. You hear it at the dinner table all the time. And I would come in part-time. But with my uh, youngest now in third grade, I started coming in full-time simply to learn more about the company. As I got more involved, though, I realized how fascinating and exciting it was for me. So, you know, when I, in my forties, I started being the CEO here in 2002, my well, late forties.
2: Yeah. You've done a phenomenal, I mean, your dad, certainly an amazing man, but you have done a phenomenal job with this company as well. I mean, you've taken it to another level. So tell us, how is the Berkman method typically used? And does it, do you do it with companies or individuals? By the way, the DISC profile, are you familiar with the DISC profile? Oh,
3: yes, I am.
2: And, and would you explain maybe the difference between those two? Well, no, I, I, we because we use the DISC profile a lot yeah. in our business.
3: The DISC is um, in many ways simpler and easier to apply. And part of that is because it's what it's measuring, it's it's accurately describing a self-reported, what we call what Berkman terms usual information. It's it's how people would describe themselves and the visible behavior that others would see generally in that individual. So wow. it's not wrong at all. In fact, it can be very useful. Where I have we have such a hard be- time
2: explaining what a disk profile is to somebody when I ask them to take it. I think I'm just gonna have them call you. Okay, you, could could
3: do that. <laughs> uh, but here's where where we say disc is good, but Berkman can go further, and by that I mean we say if you think in terms of a tree, if you walk up, most of us, even if we're not arborist, can distinguish, say, a palm tree from an oak tree, because you can see it from the ground up. So most assessments, including disc, are are giving you a description of what the tree, the type of tree. A lot of people do that with a Myers-Briggs with DISC and many other assessments. The only one though that says, but it's also about the root system that is supporting that tree and nourishing it. And if the roots are damaged or they're in a drought, then all of a sudden you're gonna see that tree go into stress. Not all of a sudden, usually cumulatively, but it will go into stress when needs are unmet. The key thing about what we measure is we measure both career interests, needs, and interpersonal needs. these just, It's so much deeper than the yeah, others. Yeah, because you can be an extroverted introvert and you can be an introverted extrovert and not just in one way. We look at nine relational components that factor in and we measure 10 core areas of interest. Within each of these 19 are, are individual, what we call needs or motivators. So, you know, when, when we measure needs, we're talking about that root system that really is keeping us recharged, motivated, fulfilled. I
1: love that, especially in careers. If you don't have that level of fulfillment, you might have the skill set to excel, but if it's not fulfilling, you know, the deep needs, you're never going to be happy.
3: That's so true. It's so true. You can even have a good income. Lots of stories about that. I had a good job, but I just didn't love it. And, and frankly, that will lead to, to wearing it down, burnout. Yeah. yeah.
2: So, so how is this used Sharon? Is that, so is, is it more for young people trying to figure out their career path? Well, or that's can... a wonderful
3: way to use it, but we actually use it. We can use it all through the career of, of any individual from, you know, we, one of our consultants call it R to R from recruitment to retirement. Oh. Um, I like to think of it from onboarding to succession planning.
2: So let me ask you this. We work mm-hmm. a lot with retirees and, you know, when, when, when someone retires that they're, they're, they kind of have to redefine themselves. Most yes. people have defined themselves by their, their work. And would, would this Berkman method, would that be a good thing for someone nearing or at, at retirement to, to maybe take and kind of see, oh, you know,
3: I think, I think it would be a wonderful way to prepare for a, a more fulfilling and joyful retirement. Um, you know some one we've had some of our consultants write books on don't retire rewire oh
1: love and that if,
3: if you look at your berkman interests and many times for example especially in the arts a person has strong interest in art literature music we all know those are never easy ways to earn a viable income but if if you are in a position where basically your your creature needs are met like Maslow's Hierarchy of Needs, if you've got what you need to be comfortable financially, you also need to really pay attention to what do you need to be, uh, what sparks joy for you in terms of your interests. So if you've always loved music, you don't have to be a musician, but you need to include music in one way or another in your life. Because um, that's
2: just part of your, your, your needs, right? Exactly, I mean, that's, exactly.
3: Yeah. I have a neighbor that I walk with each morning who runs a design firm. And just recently, she just for fun went with her daughter-in-law to a little um, church art class, and and she couldn't believe how fun it was for her just to paint again. Because at the office, it's digital, it, it's um, you know, it's there's all the business factors that, that that populate her day. But just going back to what she loved for an hour or two, she was so energized by that. So I think as you look at your retirement, it doesn't take a lot. But it takes intentional focusing on the things that, as they say about what tidying up, spark joy for you.
2: Yeah. Lauren, I think this is something we might start recommending.
3: To- I, know. I, I think this is great because, you know, a lot of retirees, they really
1: struggle in that area. They really and do. I think that it's they just do. a great exercise to go through and, you know, figure out more about yourself. It's- and then how to this next chapter, you know, what does that even look like Right.
2: For you? Uh, so, so
3: so many of my colleagues have gone through that. They have plenty of money, but they are so unhappy they end up going back to a part-time job or a job just to restore that fulfillment.
2: Yeah. And so how long, would, how long does this test normally take?
3: About half an hour. We know from the computer the slow decision makers do it in 35 minutes or so, at the 40, and the quick ones do it in 25 minutes.
2: So let me ask you this. So we, you know, we chatted a little bit before you know, we started this podcast, you know, we're working from home now we're in, we're in between office spaces, but a lot of, you know, we'll be back in an office, you know, when our, our build out's done, but a lot of people now are just working from home we had, we yes. had COVID and it changed a lot of the way how we work. How has that affected you and in, in the Berkman method?
3: Well, for me personally, It was hard because I I derive so much joy from connecting in in team meetings and face-to-face, one-on-one with the people that that are on our team. Yes. Uh, It was was a real challenge, I'll tell you, to get used to Zoom. Uh, when, When the vaccine started rolling out, we went to a hybrid model. And that helped, I'll say, that really helped a lot. And just recently, we've been able to restore in-person training again, which has been glorious for me because I get to meet the people that are coming in to become Berkman certified consultants. Uh, Jeff, you asked a little while ago about our business model. It includes corporate internal consultants who are certified in Berkman and who use the assessment for their teams and for their in sort of an organizational development HR way. And then we have independent consultants who go from small, medium, large companies from one to another, uh taking their expertise with the with them on the Berkman. And, and so
2: how would if how would a company use that information if they had their employees take that?
3: It's it's used from the exec, the C-suite level, executive coaching, and really helping those top leadership teams understand how each member of the team contributes and how each leader each leadership style has value, but no one by itself is going to be able to do the whole job.
2: Right? No, so it takes we a team. You know, we're sure.
3: interconnected. We need one another.
2: Absolutely. You know, what? I, I make the team gather at my house here about two or three times <laughs> yeah. a week. I'm sure they really love that. <laughs> but <laughs> um, yeah, I'm a, I'm a true believer in keeping things together. But so, Sharon, are are the do you do you go to your office to? If, if a retiree wants to take one of these, how would they go about doing it?
3: Oh, they just, we need an email and we send access online. At the moment, they would need to have then a follow-up conversation. They would receive what we call our signature report. And and then they would schedule a conversation online or in person with one of our 4,000 trained consultants that are all over the world.
2: That's all, that's great. That's really
3: cool. But we can, we, You know, if you call us, we can set that up for you.
1: Elaborate on the Berkman needs. How how can you ensure that the needs are being met? Like, what are the Berkman needs?
3: That's such an important question because really, it begins with revealing what they are in the first place. You know, it's it's that um, they always say you can't you can never fix what you don't see. And so, if once you see how from all of our research data from seven decades, you can see it listed. You know, in color and black and white. These are the top three or four interests that I have that are going to bring me the most fulfillment and recharge my batteries the absolute best. Once you see that listed, then we would hope a person would give themselves full permission to really devote a little or, or a lot of time to enjoying those things, especially in retirement. I
2: and think then, that's so important.
3: And, and I to Jeff's that. point a minute ago, the interpersonal needs are... I. I feel cut off if I retire. I miss all my people at the office. And so making sure that you can maybe go in part-time or you join another community group, a club or a local group or a book club, anything where you get that personal contact and that that's restored for you. Find that people are surprised by the results they get
1: or, you know, do most people get the results from the, the assessment and say, oh, wow, that, you know, That really resonates i understand that are they more surprised like oh wow i didn't realize this is is, is that that aspect is so important to me or you know is it i didn't realize
2: i love the ballet well
3: well, and also i think even more ah ahas are on the interpersonal need side for example uh one of the most common ah ahas that we see is somebody will answer in a way that shows particularly if they're in sales or business development, they're highly friendly, social, persuasive, and they they will answer accurately that way. And at the same time, they can see on paper, they also have a need for a lot of autonomy and independent alone time or with just one special person. And when they see that validated, they, they are much more likely to, to understand that core need also for alone time as well as social time. And that's so, that's typical yeah. pattern of aha that, that we see with people.
2: So what so you've been doing this basically your whole life. I mean, you've been mm-hmm. around this. What's what's yeah. some of the more surprising uh, you know things that you've seen? I,
3: I think that, you know, again, see, seeing those underlying needs, which they go one of the most common comments we get is how did you get that information from those? And it starts with an S simple, silly, or stupid questions. Cause they're very, they're very basic. Right. And the other thing that my dad was, was really savvy about uh, building into this, these questions is they're not as obvious as they look, but so you don't want to game it in any way for best results. You just say, this would be my first instinct and answer true or false.
1: And we, no one look, can read it and say, you know, I want to be, I want to be yeah. seen this way. So I uh-huh. answered that way. Right. It's really and
3: with, a, with it, a lot of tests. You can, you know, when you said, are you bold or timid? Well, I guess if I say bold, I'm an extrovert. If I say timid, I'll come across like an introvert. Berkman is not like that. It's, it's much more nuanced. And, uh, that's what I love about it because people are complicated and we don't want to ever put them on one type or in one box.
2: So Sharon, this has been great. Any any last thoughts you have before we kind of wrap this up?
3: You know, I think what I love about being able to do my job is that I really do see people light up when they find their individual why and see how they get their own unique needs met. Just this morning, I I was reminded of one of my favorite quotes from Mark Twain. He said, the two most important days are the day you were born in the day, you find out why. And so I think Berkman, at the end of the day, is all about our why.
2: Love that. How, man, that's great. Sharon, how, how, how do we get in touch with you? How, how can the listeners get in touch with you?
3: Well, if they are listening to this particular podcast, I would welcome them. They can just email me directly at sberkman at berkman.com. And that's B-I-R-K-M-A-N. Uh, the other thing is that if they forget that, just go to our website and contact us directly through that or our phone number, our office number, and somebody will be thrilled to get back to them.
2: Awesome. It's and if you, if you watch this on a, click this on a link, all that information will be yeah, right, it'll there, be for right
3: you. there for you. This is something that everybody should do no matter what stage of
1: life, you know, because life's too short. We all have to feel fulfilled and find our purpose. And
2: yeah, we've so had true. a lot of, we, we, we've interviewed a lot of people on here, Sharon, and I will tell you your, the, the, yours has true meaning. And I, and I don't, I don't mean that lightly. I mean, it's real, this is your method and what y'all do, I think adds meaning or helps people find their meaning. Yeah. Uh, and and it's,
1: I mean, this is something super affordable that everybody should just be able to go out and do and, you know, figure out, figure out what makes you happy fulfilled and yeah. make sure you're, you know, what
3: you're doing right now in life aligns with that.
1: Yeah. I Sharon, love thank that. You so we we
3: yep. invest so much in other things. We, we need people to invest in themselves in their relationships.
2: Sharon, thank you so much for being
1: on.
3: Uh, My pleasure. Thank you.
1: Don't miss any episode of The Green Zone. Simply follow or subscribe to this podcast, and please share with others.
0: Thank you for listening to The Green Zone Podcast. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views and opinions of Green Financial Group. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning. Securities is offered through Raymond James Financial Services, Inc., member FINRA, SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Raymond James Financial Services, Advisors, Inc. Green Financial Group is not a registered broker dealer and is independent of Raymond James Financial Services. Jeff Green is the founder of Green Financial Group and is a registered principal of RJFS. The Green Financial Group is located at 6363 Woodway Drive, Suite 625, Houston, Texas, 77057, and can be reached at 713-244-3030. Raymond James is not affiliated with and does not endorse the opinions or services of his guests, services of his guests.